Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this episode of Organic Poison Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, as usual. Sorry for the wait on this episode. Nonetheless, uh, I was going to take this and cut it up, but I have had a lot of trouble with my internet, so transferring something from my phone to my computer has become radically difficult. Nonetheless, uh, here is an episode featuring me and my uh, compadre Drew. We talk about a bunch of different stuff. I also make a great reveal at the very beginning of the episode. Nonetheless, enjoy. I think the time has come for me to share with the world and my listeners and quite frankly the closest of people to me. Um, You know, this is something that's probably been obvious for a while and it's been, you know, brewing up. But I can't be silent anymore. Uh, I want to apologize for those who disagree with me and those who may be holding a grudge because of what I'm about to say. But I've made a decision, and I think it's a decision that America should follow behind and uh, really, truly uh, stand firm with. I think the time has come for us to denounce the old ways of what we've settled for. Tonight I'm here to tell you something that is very, very important to me and dear to my heart, and I thought I would never say. But Buffalo Wild Wings is overrated. Wingstop is the way I'm going. Haha, see? Most of you guys probably thought that I was going to say something else, weren't you? Well, guess what? It's fuck Trump and it's fuck Biden. Alright guys, welcome. Another episode of Organic Poison, Sickest in the South. Uh, I just got through telling my guests to relax and be casual and then I recorded that part, the, the vocals of that little special you just heard there and that you probably uh, listened to before you got to this podcast. But nonetheless, we're glad to have you here. My guest here tonight is Drew. Drew, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. He was on here a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, glad, oh, to have okay. you, glad to have you back, yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> I am, I'm glad to be back. Um, I am ready to get into this. We've got a lot of things we're going to talk about tonight. Um, hopefully not too controversial, but we'll see. No, yes. Controversy, controversy is the name of the game in 2020, though, so. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I mean, at least, you know, I'm not, I really am not that argumentative either, so. <laughs> and I think that me and you probably agree on most everything as well, so, uh but yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, I think since the last episode, the last episode I did was with Timothy. So since then we've had a, I want to say, we've only, we've only had one debate, but we've had a lot of things come out But uh, when it comes to the election season. Um, um I think there were, are you counting the debate from a couple of days ago? 
Yes, okay, that's the one so I'm talking one. about. Because I think okay. I think me and Timothy recorded right after the uh, the vice president debate. Oh, okay. So we did get to cover that a little bit, but I am a little bit curious before we even get too deep. What did you think about that? I know it's a little the news uh, cycle has far vanished from that experience, but well, the uh, the vice presidential yeah. debate. Um, honestly, like it it wasn't that great to me on either end. Yeah, I just felt like it was. There was a lot of question dodging. Yeah. Which I guess that is politics in general. Yeah, it's like it's part of the it's game. It's like, I, I mean, I was just happy to see the fly on Mike Pence's head. Like yeah. That, that was that was the highlight. That that's that's the highlight of this whole election cycle to me. Well, you know, something that I've noticed is it seems like that people don't really care that much about the points that the people are making. They just care about the gaps and like when they fuck up. Yeah. You know, sure. like it seems like that's far more. Like, people pay way more attention. And, I mean, I'm not trying to fault nobody for that because I'm kind of the same way most of the about most things. The only reason that there's a percentage of people that are hypercritical is because those people care too much about what these people, these two politics, politicians are doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like most people are not paying that much attention. You've got, like, different layers of people who are paying too... And then you got the people who are, like, in the negative that pay too much attention and they think the world's flat and shit. Yeah. See, like, I'm, I'm very into it. Like, I, I do pay attention, but I don't, I don't take what either candidate says very seriously because, like, I think we've learned throughout the years that you really, you honestly, and this it's sad to say, you don't know what a candidate's plans actually are until they're in the office. Right. No, I mean, it, well, you don't know what they're capable of. The thing, and I don't mean that in, like, a nefarious way. I just yeah. mean they might not be capable of doing the things that they want to do. I, mean, I think we learned that, honestly, with Obama. Yeah. Because Obama said he was going to do a bunch of shit, and they made it seem like he was trying to do a bunch of shit that was good for, allegedly good for the country. But it's like, all you ever heard was he's getting held back from the Republican Senate. He's getting held back from the Republican, you know, Congress. It's like, and it's like, well, damn... Nowadays, you also have this question, you know, as you're a little bit older and you find yourself, like, actually in a tax bracket, and you question, you're like, well, maybe everything that he was trying to do wasn't necessarily a good thing. I'm just speaking from a, a, a non... That would be from a non-biased point of view. Yeah. It's not nice. saying that everything he was doing was bad, but I'm just saying maybe there was a p potential for some things that they were that administration was trying to do that we wouldn't necessarily want them to do. Yeah. And I think that's... um. That's fair to say. I mean, you should be critical of anything any any candidate is opposing, especially when it comes, especially when you're looking to elect someone new. Yeah. When it comes to like looking at someone new, oh. look at something that, you know, so even if you look at it as a drill to pick out something that a candidate you really like that they did something you didn't like. Right, and right. you know, like that's a good thing to pay. It helps you as an exercise would be a better way, not a drill, but Yeah. Um. Everything's a drill these days, dude. We're all going to war. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I feel like we're just like in a simulation, honestly. Like, dude, when we get to about like an hour and ten minutes, we'll talk about the simulation. The simulation <laughs> you want to talk about simulation I, theory? I think my I think my listeners have gotten pretty accustomed to it going into La La Land towards the end of the podcast, <laughs> and that seems like it would be a pretty prime uh, candidate. For La La Land. Me and Tim, we paused the podcast, about, I think, about three times so we could indulge in extracurricular activities. 
particularly uh, reading Dr. Seuss books. But, <laughs> but by the time we got to like the last like 20 minutes, like it was probably hogwash, to be yes. honest. <laughs> but we had a good time, nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, with the elections coming up in, I guess, tomorrow when this is coming out, it'll probably be, I think... I think it's like nine days. It'll be nine days, because it's next Tuesday. Yeah. Not this coming Tuesday, but the next, next one. Next Tuesday. And I'm going to go ahead and say, spoiler alert, uh, probably to the people who will listen to this, which is only a handful of you, between now and next weekend, we are going to be doing a video an entire video of a roundtable podcast, and it's going to be featuring myself, and it's going to be featuring my dear friend Timothy Watkins, and Lord willing, in the event that the Lord exists, he will enlist uh, Drew to come and join us, and possibly Tyler, who has also been on the podcast before. So we'll have a full spectrum of political opinions, but then we will also have a full spectrum of, of total, pure high octane ignorance so please tune into that and whenever it comes out make sure you share it because it will possibly be the first video on the organic poison youtube channel now i also want to mention that we are going to be working with jeffrey killingsworth who is working on a project right now called the witcher and it's going to be as if you know the witcher storyline like the the books and then the you've heard of the game yeah, i've the heard witcher. of the witcher i've never played it like i'm ashamed to say i'm really not that familiar with the storyline well i'm ashamed to say that i haven't really played the games like because apparently the games were awesome but nonetheless there's there's a tv show whatever well this is an an adoption of this uh story but it's going to be in like modern times so they're, I mean, and it's going to be as LB, B-side, but low budget as possible. But it's going to be pretty awesome. But he is also going to be helping us with filming the podcast. I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys who are listening right now. It's going to be something to look forward to next week. And we're pretty much going to be talking about the this year and the election. So it'll be pretty nice. It'll be fun. It'll be something for you guys to complain about. Shout out to Philip Pygett, who had a birthday the other day. I want to say that as well, because he's been a pretty loyal listener to the podcast. Speaking of birthdays, you know what I just thought about? What's that? My birthday is literally the day after election day. No way. It, it is. Damn, dude. <laughs> that sucks. I'll probably be about three days late, but I'm going to tell you happy birthday. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, I guess, we, you know, I, something I want to talk about before we, you know, get into the, the heavy shit. Dude. Khabib, man. Dude, like... <laughs> Today was the day. Justin Gaethje fought Khabib, and it, it was it was life-altering. I mean, this man... Uh, tell me what your thoughts was. You watched that fight, though, huh? Not, you, 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 you want to know my thoughts? Yeah. Um, like, you hear that, dude? Bad, bad. You hear those goat noises? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> dude, I mean... I, I think Khabib just solidified himself. Like, I mean... You know what's crazy is it, it, it's you find yourself okay so Khabib won the fight and then he retired afterwards he said in the ring he put his gloves down in the middle of the ring he said he was done this is my last fight in the UFC he said his father died three months ago and that was like his number one partner he's not going to 30 and 0 like him and his dad like had agreed on he was like I'm done this is my last fight and he looked like a broken man but let's be honest. <laughs> Don't think that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure that he will definitely come back. Because, for one, he's never lost. He's never lost. Even before coming to the UFC. So, when Conor McGregor or uh, any of these other 
guys who think they've got the sauce get the belt, he Khabib's definitely going to come back. Or he's going to come back and he's going to fight GSP. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nuts. Are they in the same weight class? They, like, they, they would supposedly do a fight in catch weight. GSP okay. said he would fight him in that weight class, but I think they would probably do about 10 pounds up. Nonetheless, Khabib, Nurmagomedov, Mahigov, McJackoff, whatever his name is, he's got an awesome last name. I just don't know how to say it. Uh, he is the undisputed pound for pound number one guy in the UFC. Like, that's what he was saying, you know, in his farewell speech, if you will. He said he wanted to be. He wanted Tuesday when they did the rankings to put him at the number one pound for pound fighter. And he deserves it, he man. Deserves because it, man. I think that it was John Jones, and it's like John Jones has been given more than enough reasons to not be number one on that list. Yeah, I'm not trying to shit on John Jones because I'm a John Jones fan, but you know, until he fu- mm. beats Izzy, then he he just needs to not be number one anymore. Khabib needs that, that light. Jafiel, what's up? I said Jafiel. Yeah, yeah. Job does <laughs> so. uh, but yeah and then I also wanted to touch on the fact that uh, Tampa Bay has acquired everyone in the, on the planet uh, I'm salty about that yeah well okay so like as a Packers fan like I'm already like mourning that they blew us out and then it's like Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day it was this week what the fuck As a Packers fan. Yeah, as a Packers fan, I was already mourning that they blew us out so bad yeah. and made a fool of us. And then it's like, check Sports Center this week, and oh, they've signed Antonio Brown. Oh my God, dude. And you know what's crazy is we haven't even really seen Antonio Brown play in like almost two years, it feels like. Yeah, I wonder if he still has it. I mean, if he does, then who do, who's coaching in Tampa? Um, Bruce Arians. Who is that? I mean, is he good? I mean, I don't understand. Like, I don't know anything about this franchise prior to this season. He's he's an alright coach. Um, he hasn't hesitated to throw Tom Brady under the bus, though. Yeah. So he doesn't like Tom Brady. Well, he likes Tom Brady, like, but like, there was an instance where you know Tom Brady like threw his you know interceptions in a game and. Like, Coach didn't, like, hesitate to say in the press conference, yeah, Tom made two bad throws. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> he probably also knows that Tom Brady can take the criticism. Yeah. It's like, something tells me that Bill Belichick probably was pretty harsh on them, where yeah. they came from. I mean, you don't become that good unless you have a very militant uh, leadership situation. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's it, you can't be lax when it comes to professional sports. In my opinion, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if we got into talking about fighting, that would be different. Maybe there is something in being lax, but I mean, you're out, if you're out on a court, you have to be a hundred percent at all times because, or if you're out on a field like that, like you have to be a hundred percent at all times, especially if you're playing for hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars a year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just saw what happened with Dak, dude. Dude, that's terrible, (laughs) dude. Like. Dude, and his situation is horrible. Like, he was in the middle of, like, a historical, like, contract, like, uh, conversation. 
and then that happens. It's like, there's did no you, way. Did you see the actual video of the injury? I haven't watched the whole thing. I've seen the pictures, but, like, I've been tagged, like, three or four different times. So, like, in the video, like, you can kind of, like, see his, like, um, foot, like, flip around the wrong side, and it's just, like, dangling on you. Oh, my God. That just sounds so painful. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine it looks pretty painful, too. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of things that we could talk about in the sports realm, but since we are, uh, you know, getting such a, a pleasantly late start, and we've got plenty of time, actually, but nonetheless, uh, I do want to ask you, what have you thought about... Oh, let's just talk about the debate from the other night. Just from what you can remember, you know, whatever. You know, I obviously seemed like Trump was a lot calmer than he uh, was in previous uh, debates. Yeah, yeah. He he was, for sure. Like, yeah. he wasn't... A lot of this kind of going on. But you know they had that new debate rule, too. Yeah, where they were cutting the mics. Yeah, well, basically, like, um, the way it worked was, um, like, after the initial question for whatever segment or topic they were talking about was asked... Like, you know, say, um, you know, a candidate's, you know, asked the first topic in that, and it's, you know, addressed to Trump or whatever. Yeah. Um, they would have, like, Biden's microphone muted for two minutes to give Trump the two minutes uninterrupted to make his initial point. And then, you know, uh, Biden would have two minutes uninterrupted to make his initial point. Then they would turn both the mics back on and they could butt heads or do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah, okay, I got you. I was about to say, it made me wonder, like, did they mute it whenever the other guy wasn't supposed to be talking? Because I noticed that we didn't hear, like, people interrupting each other. Like, because usually, like, that's not true. You know, you'll hear something like that, and it's like, you didn't really hear that as much in this last debate. Yeah, that's that's how they had it set up. Like, you know, for um, each question's, like, initial response, the opposite candidate was muted for two minutes to avoid interruption sure well that worked i mean it, it worked it was a lot easier to digest yeah, like both like it opinions was honestly, it was and... a more pleasant debate to watch yeah in my opinion. which is hilarious because uh like it's just it's just it was nice to be able to this but the the first debate was nice too because everybody was in accordance with like being like this is horse shit yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was seeing everybody on Facebook. It was almost like a happy moment seeing people on Facebook being like, yo, these guys suck. Like, you saw people saying Trump sucks. You saw people saying Biden sucks. And I embraced that. I was like, man, this is awesome. Because it was like both sides. Like, you know, you know who your friends list is on Facebook unless you've gone and gutted them all out. But it's like me looking at mine. I, I'm friends with people, so many people from over the years. And like, just seeing all those different people who are usually all over the spectrum. It's like seeing them all just be like, "This is garbage." Well, like I can't. I mean, it was a horrible debate because it's like, dude, like, so say you're an undecided voter, you don't know which way you're gonna get. Like, you don't know if you're a Trump guy or a Biden guy. Which I mean, there's not that many undecideds at this point. Right. But like, it's narrowed know, down a good bit. Like, if you were in that category, of, you know, just say, say you were leaning Trump. Like, you know, say you're doing this leaning Trump, but, you know, like, in your mind, Biden still has a chance to win you over. Like, he really didn't get that opportunity in yeah, that debate. Yeah, You know, or, or vice versa, because it was just, like, there was no debating going on. It was just start to talk, well, that's not true. <laughs> radical left, yeah, yeah. you know. Or, you know, um, or radical right, or, you know. It's, right. There's no... Like, there was no discussion or debate on the issues in that first debate whatsoever. Dude, 
I am curious. Since we we did t say that, you know, we we have to move forward to the fact that we just had a, a debate the other night. Uh, what did you think? What did you think about the performance of both of them? Like what I mean, like how how well do you think each each one did? But I also want to know at the end who do you think won the debate? There's no wrong answer. I'm just asking. Um, I feel like they both performed better overall. Sure. From their they both initial definitely performance. Did. Um, like there were some things that Trump did that I did not like. Um, you know, there's some things Biden's policy was I just don't agree with. That doesn't mean I'm just like, oh, you know, right. That doesn't mean I'm just like, oh, screw Biden or whatever, but, um, but, like, debate-wise, it was like, um, I don't mean to go off on a tangent. But, no, you by all means, uh, that's what, it, but, it is a talk show, so. But it's like, like, during the COVID portion, it's like, dude, like, Trump was, like, lying out of his ass, dude. Yeah. Like. His, all the stats were so full well, of shit. because he, he was like, look, he's like, you know, I know, um. Like, I know Fauci and all the other experts say, hey, you know, we're in for a dark winter and COVID cases are going up, but, you know, it's, we're turning the corner. It's disappearing. It's going away. I'm like, it's it's literally not. Like, it, yeah. it's not. It's <laughs> like, dude, like, this is not, like, you, you're you allegedly telling us the truth about everything else, like, but you're going to lie to us about this. Like, like come on, here's bro. the thing. But it's like, what kills me? It's like, it's not even believable because it's yeah. like the data's out there. Like, whether you believe all the numbers are accurate or not, it's like, this is still, like, very actively being Yeah, well, a, another thing is, like, anybody who looks outside of our country, it's like, if he's telling the truth, then that means there's a much bigger problem than just, like, the world having a pandemic. That means that there's that m many people that are successfully convincing the entire planet that, you know, it's as... I believe that it is bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm saying me personally. I don't... Because it's like, when you listen to non, like, relative American sites that talk about how COVID is doing this and doing that, but the thing is, is there are people who are trying to keep it out of their... Like, Australia. It's like, Australia's got very low instances of where it's, like, doing anything, like, big or whatever, mm -hmm. but they're trying to keep it that way. So they have, like, crazy lockdown rules and stuff like that. And... I, f I feel conflicted about that. You know what I'm saying? I feel conflicted about them trying to lock us in our homes here. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, look, I, I don't, I'm not at all excited, and I know that the fucking virus is a real thing. I'm not excited about that, is what I was trying to say. But I also am not 100% keen on people with guns and batons telling us we can't leave our homes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't, there needs to be some kind of common ground between like, the worst and the like, best. I don't, you know, I don't want it to get to the point where it's like, you know, there's cops saying you can't even leave your house or whatever, but I, dude, if it gets back to the levels that it was at the beginning, which it's actually expected to get even worse than it sure, was then, yeah. like, over the next four months, it's like, you have to start thinking about, like, you know, what do we, what do we do? Right. Um, I don't know if completely locking down again is, um, the answer, but... I feel like you might have to put some restriction somewhere, and that's going to cause a stir. That's going to cause a debate. But. Dude, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine them trying to put restrict because what people just won't listen. And the yeah. thing about it is, when you look at it, it's like how many people won't listen. If the if it's more than two thirds of the population oh. that just will, would rather take their chance, then you just gotta let them take their chance. Well, I mean, see, it's but, like but you see, like my 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 issue with that though is like, 
it's like, if it was a risk just to them, I would say go at it. But it's like, you know, it's, you're putting that risk on other people, though. That's true. I mean, I agree. I mean, but it's it's one of those kind of things like, well, if if you just decide that you are scared or you are in fear of the coronavirus and you stay home, we can't exclusively just pay your bills because you don't want to go to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's the problem. Like in a perfect world, we obviously wouldn't be dealing with this, but in a perfect world, you would have it to where it's like people who are like, hey, I feel this type of way genuinely. You know, I genuinely feel this type of way about what's going on. All right, well, don't worry about it. So what if you're 35? We're going to cover y'all's bills, and we're just going to let the rest of the people who aren't worried about it go to work. But they can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like, And that's why it's like it kind of sucks because I do firmly believe that if you want to go and live your life normally and take the risk, you should be able to. But I also wish there was a security plan for people who don't want to do that. Well, see, but like the disagreement I would have there is that like doing that, like it's just gonna continue to circulate, spread. Like you're not gonna get to low community transmission that way. I mean, you're probably right, but in the same breath, I don't want to force anybody to do anything. Right, I mean... That's my I, thing, I, I it's like, either. that's why I say that about the, the... Because it's like, when it all boils down to it, like, it's... It, to me, it is far more dangerous for us to reach the point of social chaos to where there is a civil war than I am worried about the pandemic. I'd rather die. I would rather be dead than have to live in a world where everybody is wanting to kill each other. Yeah. Because that's literally where it's going. I mean, we might not even be halfway there yet, but... It just continues to build up and build up. And for us here in rural America, it's like it is only such a big deal because we all we haven't really had to deal with anywhere near as much as people in bigger cities have. You know what I'm saying? Which is a blessing. I'm not complaining about it. I'm glad. But when it comes to being locked up in your apartment and like it being awkward for you to walk to the bodega down the street in, in a city somewhere, like all the cityscapes have been emptied apparently. The only people who were there are people who just happened to be visiting. New York lost like 100,000 people in one month. Yeah. It's just wild. It's and just like, and I, it's like, wild I to think to about. It. And it's like, like I said, like, I'm not saying like to 100% lock down again. But I do think there, like, there's been a complete lack of like planning and preparation for this. Like, Absolutely. Like, I feel like we wouldn't... I feel like we wouldn't have to be in a situation where we're talking about, well, should we lock down or, um, you know, should we shut everything down? I feel like we wouldn't have to be in that kind of situation. Like, if, you know, there would just be something like, you know, like, at the federal level, you know, I'm not saying, like, at the federal level just to force everyone to do something, but at least some kind of federal guidelines that the president's encouraging or something, you know, like, instead of you know, behaving about it the way that, you know, he does. Like, oh, well, you know, the you know, the experts telling us the best things to do are Democrats. Yeah. And I just, I feel like that makes the situation a lot worse. No, that it, I wish that this wouldn't have been, had gotten politicized. Honestly, it's been made a much worse deal than it should have been because of the fact that it has become a topic of conversation for the uh, presidential debate. Yeah. 
But, but I mean, it kind of has to be that. No, I agree. Like, I mean, at this it, point. it is. It, you, it, if they weren't talking about it, it would be way worse. <laughs> yeah. you know? If they just ignored it, I'd be like, "Holy yeah. shit, dude! <laughs> Motherfuckers are dying like everywhere." It's like, oh, you know, what are you gonna do about the coronavirus? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say at least neither one of them were like, "Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though like, like even though one of them, like, I'm not gonna name the cannon, even though one of them's just like, "Yeah, it's almost gone." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, her, I, apparently it's it's almost done here, and they're like, sir. <laughs> yesterday, fifteen thousand people across the country died. From yeah, the you know, we're actually predicted to have two hundred thousand more. No, it's not funny that two hundred thousand people are dying, but it's like I'm laughing hysterically at the fact uh, that well, it's being said. That if it makes you feel fun. any better, the fan base that listens to this apparently they are totally cool with our shitty jokes every now and then. Okay, then so, I've been getting some pretty good responses from you guys. Speaking of which, if you are listening to this podcast and you've made it this far, thank you so much. I want to let you know that if you want to help. Uh, fund the podcast and my other endeavors. You can send money through Shane is O on uh, PayPal. So that's paypal.com slash Shane is O S H A N E I S O O as in oval. Or you can message me and we can work something out. I will give you a shout out on the podcast. Uh, I have I, sometimes I sell names of songs. Just send me an email at organicpoisonmedia.com or at gmail.com. That's organicpoisonmedia at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this far. And guess what? Now we get to talk about more shit. Yeah, that was, that was I, I mean, I'm not really good at doing the, like, ad placements, so I just kind of just record them in the middle of the thing, like I just yeah, did. just kind of hit it. <laughs> yeah. But, with that being said, I'm like, for forty nine ninety nine for two easy payments <laughs> of forty nine ninety nine, you can see a picture of my bare asshole. Is this OnlyFans? <laughs> no, man, OnlyFans takes a cut. I'm trying to meet up with you in person. Oh, okay. <laughs> you get to take the picture of my. I'm just gonna spread my ass cheeks and let you take the picture. You give me forty nine ninety nine twice in one day. Do you read books? Have you ever been a book reader? I used to. Don't really have the time now. It's like for me, it's like I would actually like to read because I actually do enjoy reading. I sure, like, well, like it, it makes books. you feel intellectual too. Yeah, it makes you feel intellectual. Yeah. But it's like, I was, it's like. Like at this point in my life, it's like I don't have the attention span to stick with a book. <laughs> I feel the same way. Well, I mean, the last three books that I started reading, I didn't finish. The first one was The uh, Art of War, but I almost finished it. I literally made it to like the last like 15 pages. But it's a different kind of book. It's more like an instruction manual. Like it's, it's not... Like a, it's not like a philosophy. Yes, it's right. definitely not a... It's, yeah, I've heard of It's not... It's not a book in the sense of like storytelling, like for sure at all. But I, I uh, also started reading the Gucci Mane book, which I got about halfway through. I didn't know Gucci Mane had a book. He's got a book that he was got two now, but he's got one that was like basically his uh, autobiography. You know, like you read it and it's pretty much his life story. And uh, I read through most of it, but I or probably two thirds of it, and I didn't finish it. But uh, and then the other one was a. Uh, you ever watch the show Shark Tank? Yeah, I used to watch Shark Tank a lot. Uh, I'm not going to be able to tell you his name. The only non-white, or the black guy, 
that was uh, on there. I know the one you're talking about. I know the guy. He, he's a smart guy. He talks about how he turned $40 into a billion dollars. and But nonetheless, I mean, I have his book. I started reading it, too, and I haven't finished it. But I've read plenty of books before. It's just like here as a young adult or as a 30 or approaching 30-year-old adult, I uh, I can only, my attention span, I can only offer so much because I'm trying to write music or I'm trying to do a podcast or I'm trying to read something and do some, you know, or I'm trying to listen to something because I'm all, dude, I listen to so little music these days. It's almost depressing. I say that, but I'm kind of on this trail of like obtaining information like in my brain. And for, like, the past two or three years, even before I moved here, it's, like, constant. Like, I rarely ever listen to music. It's like I'm always listening to a podcast, whether it be something for entertainment or it be something that's got some kind of piece of it. You, did you see where Nick Cannon did a an interview with Richard Spencer? I did not. Do you know who Richard Spencer is? Is that the, um... This super white nationalist. Yeah. yeah okay, well, okay. Yes. I was about to say no. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. They did an. He did an interview with him on his podcast. I don't even know if it's out yet, but there's a clip of it out. That's insane. Dude, think about that. Nick Cannon with Richard Spencer. How did that even come? That's what I'm. I, so I think it all has to do with the fact that Richard Spencer decided he said he openly stated that he was. You know, you hadn't heard anything from him in like three, four years. Since, like, Trump got elected and Trump didn't just turn it all over to the white race or whatever, you haven't heard from Richard Spencer. Well, now he's he has come out and all these media outlets are sharing that he says he's voting for Joe Biden. It's interesting. Yeah, he says he's voting for Joe Biden, though, because Donald Trump didn't fulfill the promises that he had. And he was like, I can't talk about it, but... It's just like being on some, like, trying to set up Trump. Like, I'm not I'm not at all saying, trying to defend Trump. But it's still something to think about. Like, he's like, he denounced, he denounced all the people that are, you know, really fighting for him and that needed him to stand up for him. So, I'm good. I think he thinks that it will be easier to see the world crumble, the country crumble, if Joe Biden wins. Yeah, that's interesting. But, you know, um... I also heard that same theory, though, like, you know, for people that are, like, further left, like, you know, further down, like, you know, like, socialist communists or all that, you know, kind of want a whole new system of government. Right. Like, I've actually, like, heard people on that side with that same philosophy of, you know, we're actually going to vote for Trump because the country might crumble quicker and we can rebuild it and what yeah. we want it to be. Well, and there's a lot of people who say that they want Biden to win because Biden will fold under pressure. You know, like, yeah. it's like, it's say, I mean, you've got, uh, you. there is a such thing as a radical left. And there is an extreme radical left. There, those people exist. And let's just say that those people feel as if Joe Biden would be easier to manipulate and get to, I'm not trying to say necessarily in the course of someone pulling the strings. I'm just saying, like, hey, if we put enough effort in in the next four years as Joe Biden or Kamala Harris and power we can definitely make some these radical changes that we want to see because they're not going to fight against it and that's one of the arguments that people have about trump because they're like well trump is going to fight against it and possibly too much 
You know what I'm saying? Like, he, like that's the that's the problem with Trump. Aside from the fact of his personality being 100% pompous and he's a complete douche, it's like he might be so cold-hearted to like really good ideas that it's very unhealthy for the progression of our society. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, and that's 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 in my opinion. I think that that is like let's just take this year out of the picture. We take this year out of the picture, and if we could try to take all the political games out of it, it's like Donald Trump has done everything he's had to do to scave by to appease every single subculture, with the exception of those of us who are just like, fuck him, because it's like, fuck him. It's like, he is a piece of shit, but he has done everything he's had to do to keep everyone afloat. Yeah. You know, and that when they talk about the economy, it's like, yeah, that's great, but in all actuality... I mean, it's true. I mean, I think that, that what they say about our economy being as high as it is, but just like anything else, we never look into the long-term, you know, vision of it. I, I just had a point to make. No, go ahead. Like, I saw something that was interesting. Like, I can't verify this 100%. But it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I know the economy's been decent in the past um, four years, but it's like, I was looking at the end of the Obama presidency. Yeah, and you know it's almost it's like a trend. It's like unemployment and all of that was actually like you know in Obama's the things like last two years in office has started heading down and it just kind of continued to go down. Yeah, under Trump. So like I don't I don't necessarily know if you can give Trump one hundred percent credit. On. No, no, you you definitely can't. You can't give him one hundred percent credit. But Which, you, and I would say that with any president, I don't think that you can just give any president one hundred percent credit and say the economy is doing great right now. Just 100% because of him. No, I mean, I agree. But you all, and, you know, and to be fair, like we were talking about earlier, if Obama didn't have everyone pushing against him, there's no telling what he could have done. Right. Good, bad, or ugly. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, but speaking of the unemployment thing, like you said, they did inherit that aspect of it. Like, the the jobs, but... In the same breath, man, that they really were. There was a lot of things that they were taking away from the American uh, industry and infrastructure. Uh, they weren't taking it away, but they made it make more sense for us to set up our companies and our distribution and our workforce in other countries overseas. Yeah. To be fair, everybody plays a part in that because everybody wants something cheaper. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it, they're not the one. Nobody forced Apple or nobody forced any of these companies to, you know, subcontract through Asian countries or through China specifically. Nobody forced you to do that, but you wanted to do it because you wanted to make more money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you didn't want to have to upcharge so much on your customers and stuff like that. But we've reached, we've reached the problem now. To where if okay if we brought if we brought all of that manufacturing back to America we would See, be a lot so, of manufacturing has moved back you know a lot of to it be, has to be fair under Trump you know but if you brought all of that back and you brought all that all that office space all those people that are that you've put up in other countries and you brought all that uh, infrastructure for those different companies back to America American citizens couldn't afford anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it would it would increase the price by probably two or three folds of what it is now. So th nobody could afford anything. I mean, and we that, could afford to eat, and that's about the extent of it. And that brings me to another point of something I disagree with Trump on is like, um, like don't get me wrong. Like I know, like you know, I know he's big on like things being built in America and 
like putting tariffs on Chinese goods and tariffs on other places. I feel like high tariffs actually end up hurting us in the long run because the price of importing those goods like makes things more expensive when they get there. sure yeah no i agree i agree but the, the, but in the goal the goal would be for you to be able to bring your manufacturing back home yeah but in the same breath your price is still gonna be the same yeah. as as with the tariffs on it but you also can look at it as one of those that's that's the whole point in the tariffs though who can hold out the longest and who can make enough change to you know whatever and I think that's one of the reasons why they put these uh, these restrictions and these tariffs and shit like that on China and all these other places. Because it's like, well, it does make it a little bit more difficult for us over here stateside, but it makes it a lot worse for the people who are, you know, on the other side of the deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to deal with it kind of. You know, you buy cheaper headphones or you buy cheaper clothes. You know, whatever it may be. You still, we have those different tiers of options when it comes to stuff like that. When it, Especially when it comes to materials for tariffs. But the only way it would really affect us is if we were like 10 years into these tariffs and they have already been risen like 17 times because the people just could hold out longer. But most countries can't hold out longer so they fold underneath that type of pressure. And you notice something that Donald Trump has been doing is sealing all these deals in the Middle East. It's like calming everybody down. Like he's into the war. That I think that that is going to be the main reason that he ends up winning. I, that's the reason why I think that Donald Trump will be the person who gets elected. Um, I'm gonna disagree with that, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Entertain the crowd. I gotta piss. Oh man, I'm I'm not a good entertainer. <laughs> but well, you tell them your favorite band from A to seven. My favorite band from A to seven. Yep. Um. Okay. I guess at A. Um. I used to listen to a lot of Eskin Alexandria, which I'm not in that scene that much anymore. Um. I guess for B, we'll say Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> for C, we will say. Uh, Coheed and Cambria. Um, D. Ah. I don't like any bands to start with D. We're going to go to E. Because I can't think of any bands I like to start with D. So we're going to say Eternity Forever on E. But... So, 
Hey, I got them like I got I got them like E and 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 forgot all the bands. I know. <laughs> that's okay. Was there a lot of dead air? Yeah, there was a little bit. Okay, well that's cool. I'll cut we'll, it out. Yeah, we'll just cut out the dead. I am a little curious. You got to tell me at least what your first like four or five were. I said. I said asking Alexandria. For that's fair. I would have said I would have said Azalea dying. I probably I probably should have said Azalea dying. Man, you could have said Azalea dying. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, man, I like As Blood Runs Black. I don't know if you ever got into them. Yeah, but, I've never heard them. Oh my god, dude! They, their first album is fire. It's like straight, like glorious metal music, like just raw. It's kind of old, but it was good. Like I'm not saying like raw as in like thrash metal. It was like metalcore music, but it was like the, in its purest form. Uh, let's see. With an A, asking Alexander is a fair one, and it's pretty like, relevant. The, pretty the quick. Thing to come is, to. it's like actually. Like, I never even listened to them that much back in the day. It was just the only band that I somewhat listened to yeah. that started with an A that would pop into my head at the moment. Did you ever listen to uh, Barrier Dead? I didn't. Oh, my God. Who did you pick for B? Did you tell them who you picked for B? Yeah, I said, Bring Me the Horizon. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, asking Alexandria, Bring Me the Horizon, who was C? Coheed and Cambria. Dude, you are really on the list, right? Like, you are on the spectrum of, like, like almost, like, hot topic glory right now. <laughs> I used to be that kind of kid, man. <laughs> oh, my... No, it's fair. It's cool. These are good bands, too, though. I'm just saying it's wild. Who's D? I skipped D because I couldn't think of any bands I liked uh, that started with D. I just moved on to E. There wasn't nobody here, like, forcing you to answer with the D, too. So, <laughs> no. what, who'd you pick for E? Oh, I just said uh, Eternity Forever. Oh, never heard of him. Um, I don't know. You familiar with uh, Kurt Travis? Kurt Travis? No, I don't. Th- I don't think Kurt Travis is in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure who Kurt Travis is either um, way. He's an he's a ex singer for Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, I got you. So one that came between Johnny and Tillman, I think. Johnny Craig. Johnny Craig. Whatever happened to that guy? Did we talk about him on the last podcast? Uh, Johnny Craig. Me and you have definitely talked about him. I don't before. know. Like Johnny Craig like, got accused of raping a bunch of women. And he got a... <laughs> that's not funny. That's not, it's not that's funny. That's not funny. But... It's not funny, but it's like, yeah, that's where his life is right now. Um, Like, like one claims he tried to shove a heroin needle in her arm on the Holy head. shit. Um, like, he got back on drugs. Now, but now he's trying to sober up. Um, he... He tried to, he scammed some fans. He said he had a, um, I think it was a MacBook, yeah, a MacBook that he was selling on Twitter. The fan tried to buy it for like three or four hundred dollars. He never sent it to him and just took the money. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, I think apparently he used that money for drug money. What a chode. So, it's like, I mean, I think it's like, I, I met the dude a few years ago, like whenever he was singing for, um, Slaves, and it's like, like, I knew the dude had some, like, bad, like, allegations and stuff on him. I just didn't know, like, it was to this extent. Yeah. Like, now I probably would not want to meet him and take a photo with him again. Dude, man, I'm not going to lie. Do you know who Dallas Taylor is? Name sounds so familiar. It's so telling for you to not know who that is. Like, 
not anything about you. I'm just saying it's interesting, like, the difference of the times. There's a guy named Dallas Taylor. He Once upon a time, he was, like, a god among men. Like, people of my generation in the underground scene, or, I say that. He was, like, a screamo god. Like, he was the vocalist of a band called Maylene, but he also used to be the vocalist of Under Oath. Like, he was the first vocalist. He started Under Oath. So he was there before Spencer and the, um... Yes. Yeah. Like, him and... I, I don't know how, See, but I guess like, him and Aaron were, like, the two of the founding members. I don't even think Aaron was in the band at the beginning. So here's the thing. It's like, dude, I love Under Earth, but Under Earth was just a little before my time. So, like, me getting into Under Earth was going back into... Yeah. was, like, me looking backwards. Yeah. Dude, I mean, they had that album, Define the Great Line. Uh, and that was the one that had this song called "Writing on the Raw," uh, "Writing on the Walls." Uh, in in regards of like these were like big songs like for us at the time, and this was I mean it was huge. This shit was only MTV two. Like it was like they were the biggest band that has ever been and ever will be on Solid State, or Tooth and Nail. Like they were a fucking huge band, and then they kind of peaked out with that album, and they broke up like an album or two albums later. And then they got back together. When they got back together, it was like a fucking... They were... Every festival that would have them, they performed at. And they probably got dumbass rich, and they decided to record an album. And the album ended up being like chode rock. <laughs> you know, it's just like... It's not bad music, but it's just like... <sighs> you know, only so interested. When me and Britney went and saw them, that was the same concert that we went to. Yeah. Uh, we were at the same one. They they did not focus on that new shit barely at all, and I loved it. They fit they fit it into their uh, set list, but it was not at all the main the focus. focus. They knew that the people who had come to see them were people who were fans of their old music, and I admired that. I th because I mean, it's not like they're just deciding on the spot what songs to play. You know, they're touring and they're playing the same songs every night, and they knew that that set list would appeal to their their core audience and they i thought that was one of the best things about that aside from the production value yeah, that, the production was, value was nuts all the the screens and stuff that shit was amazing yeah that, that show was just like really good all around yeah i mean the rest of the bands did great too i'm just saying like they're the way that they had the drummer set up and the way that spencer and him kind of they carried the show for sure and it's just crazy they've had those other members in the band for so long like, they've all been in the band for so long. I'm talking about this really makes me miss shows. <laughs> Man, I know. I feel like it's been so long since I've been to a show. It's probably going to be a long time before we get to a show. <laughs> well, I mean, apparently they have, like, local shows, but... I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm not at the point where I just, like, want to go into a small bar to a show like that. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I'm against the idea. I just... I don't have... I don't... I mean... It does. It doesn't even make. It barely makes sense for me to have guests over to my house, so like much less me actually go out to a bar and surround myself with a bunch of hooligans, such as such as myself, you know. But in the same breath, yeah, like I just like, can't justify going and getting that close and getting rowdy with a bunch of people. Yeah, it's like I'm just not. I'm not at that. Like I'm not comfortable, like with COVID in that setting. Yeah. Because we're actually entering a time period where it's, like, probably not the best idea. Yeah. No, I mean, if we would have done it in the middle of the summer, I probably wouldn't have felt so bad about it. But yeah. now it's apparently back on the rise. And I also have this fear of, like, dying. 
and then like now I have this fear of dying and having a kid that will grow up with his oh my dad died during the COVID pandemic you know yeah, like, he was out there being rowdy at the yeah, bar at the bar getting watching. drunk with his boys <laughs> raising hell slinging his hair everywhere I don't think that it would just fold over well like I would I wouldn't want that to be my legacy I feel like I've done so much in my life that would be a horrible way to go out yeah. because nobody's ever gonna talk about the things that I've done so <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm not gonna say the temptation's not there I just realize it's not the best thing to do at the moment. Yeah, no, definitely. It's yeah, no, I definitely want to go and bang my head and you know pretend that I have a mohawk and just start ramming into the side of everybody and just like wild out and have a good time <laughs> for any concert. I'd go sit and man, if dude. they if they had dude, look, bro, look, I'm gonna keep it a hundred percent with you. If they decide to host this Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier fight at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. We should buy tickets. They'll be cheap, dude. We'll probably spend a hundred bucks flat on a ticket. So they're talking about doing that? I swear to God, dude. I swear. I said that probably going to be like limited audience or something, huh? Well, but still, the place can hold like 98,000 people. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they're not, so not going to go to that full capacity. Right. Are they? But if they do half of that, you've got damn near, you got 49,000 people watching the UFC fight in Texas. <laughs> Probably won't even look like that many on screen, though. Oh, on screen, no, but that's what I'm saying. We could get tickets and go. We could go to Dallas and go in, into this fucking fight in January <laughs> and, like, sit in seats in a section. It's like, and probably do it for, like, 100 bucks. During a pandemic and also watching Conor McGregor fight in the biggest UFC fight of all time. <laughs> as far as, like, pay-per-views and stuff, it'll be a conversation to be had. Yeah. But we also could just not do it. <laughs> watch it from home. Yeah, we'll just... Because, <laughs> honestly, it, when it all, the thing about it is, though, is we're not going to be able to afford the fights that come after that. Because it's going to be... The, everything's going to be open back up. And... Here's the thing, dude. Like, like, when the pandemic is, you know... Like I, like, I do believe it'll be under control at some point, and, it, you know, we'll be back in normal life at some point. Sure. But, like, I feel like when, when that time comes and, like, we're able to go to shows and sporting events and things like that, like, I think places are going to be selling out. Dude. Oh, my God, like, dude. The economy will be booming whenever things open back up. Because, like, I know, like, myself, like, like I've already, like, made this point. It's, like, whenever it's, like, you know, safe to go at, like, a hooligan again, a hooligan again, like, I'm... Yeah. Like, I'm wilding out for a few years to make up for this. Yeah, like, yeah I saw you post a like, Facebook status the other like, day. I'm like, I'm not... Look, dude, I gotta be a disrespectful delinquent for a little while. Well, see, like, nothing... Because it's like, dude, it's like... This is, like, a few years of my life going where I really can't, like, do that much, you know? Yeah. Like... That's fair. I mean, I agree. I mean, th this shit has been nuts, man. Like, I don't want to talk... Like, I don't want to, like, be, like, 30-something, like, telling my kids, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. My twenties, I sat in my house during the pandemic. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Something else is bizarre about it is, you know, I just moved here last year. I I I've, I lived in Pike County for most of my life. I lived in Jackson for a little while, you know, but other than that, I lived in Macomb and in Pike County for all of my life. I moved here, and a year later, not even a year after I moved here, this shit turns into fucking Resident <laughs> Evil, <laughs> and it's like, holy shit. Now I'm having to, like, work and pay rent and do all this other shit, like, during a pandemic. I wasn't working for, like, two whole months. And it was like, damn, dude, hopefully the government comes through because I ain't got the money to pay for... Well, I mean, we did, but... 
We couldn't have sustained that. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I couldn't have gone back to work, I'd have been fucked by now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, at the time. I'm not laughing at that. I'm just, like, laughing at, like, um... You know, like, I'm back working now, so, like, I, I mean... I've had a stable income the whole time, thankfully. Yeah. You know, like, even, like, when schools were shut down, like, since I'm technically a state employee, I was still getting paid. That's good. Which That's is a good thing. Great, which is great. Um, I just so, felt somewhat... I, I felt somewhat bad about it in some aspects, though, because I knew there were people out there that weren't getting the same advantage that I did. Well, I mean, at that point, though, you, what are you going to do? Just say, don't pay me? <laughs> I mean, definitely they, not. It's not like the school's going to put it to I know, it's just like, I did just, I did just, like, you know... I, I would say, like, I felt privileged. In a, yeah, sure, I get yeah. what you're saying. Um, But it's like, like, now that, you know, I'm back working, like, I've got a stable income and everything, it's like, like, is it selfish that I'm like, man, you know, I really hope at some point they come to a stimulus agreement so I can buy a dog... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Do you really want to get a dog? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking for a pug right now. They're like so expensive. Dude, that that oh, you'll need the stimulus check for that. <laughs> That's why I'm like, send me my stimulus check. I want my pug. Yeah, man, you you'd be lucky to find like a good healthy pug puppy for less than like five hundred dollars, dude. Yeah, I got one dude on the phone like off Christmas. He's like, yeah, man, ours. You know, we we got a male in the litter. You know, fawn color just like you want. Eleven hundred dollars, man. I'm like, hey, man, like. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on the phone with him? Yeah. When he said, "Oh my God, what'd you uh, say?" I was, I was like, what'd "Hey man, think, I'm, like? I was like, I was like, hey man, I like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I understand they're an expensive breed. I, I don't have that much to give you right now. I'll, I'll keep you in mind." <laughs> You're like, "Dude, I made a mistake. <laughs> I shouldn't have called you." <laughs> think about driving there. You're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> I'm glad I talked to him first before setting something up. My God, dude! But anyway, point point being, they're an expensive breed. That's so, good content. So I'm going, I'm going to have to save up if I really want to do that. Damn, dude, you could probably get a pug for cheaper than eleven hundred dollars. That's a yeah, lot of yeah. fucking money, bro. Yeah, but I mean, they typically run like anywhere between six hundred and two thousand dollars. You just need to rescue a dog, dude. Go, go rescue a dog like one <laughs> of like, these I ones. I, I, I specifically want a pug. <laughs> Like, yeah, you ain't about to see all them pugs are gonna get taken before they even get put in the kennels. They'd be like the rich people, are like, oh, I can afford a pug, but I'm gonna take one from the abandoned. See, like, pug. I wish I could kind of have a situation like my parents had, because like they um, like recently had a a dog wander up to their house. Yeah, like you know it's full blooded beagle, dude. Like. So like, <laughs> like they, what? I'm talking about full. So what they do? Just throw a collar on it and say it's ours <laughs> no, now? No. So like they, like they checked around the neighborhood, asked if anybody was missing a dog. Like they, like they searched for the owner, like put it up on Facebook, like everything. Like nobody ever came to, nobody ever came to claim it. So like now it's just their dog. So I mean, shit, fuck it. So that, I mean, they did, fair. they did the right thing. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. Like, Man, I want to know how Man, you how do you get your dog? How does somebody who's been feeding their dog like table scraps for forever for his whole life, how do you get him to stop eating anything but his dog food? Like I have to mix something into his dog food to bring it outside. Uh, I, I, it's overbearing. Like I guess if you just 
stop mixing the stuff in. He'll have to eat eventually, he, right? But he, I think the same thing too. But he won't eat it. Like, like he he wouldn't just sit there and go into starvation, would he? Like, I mean, at some point he would know. have to. He would. But have to. how am I supposed to feel after like a day and a half of <laughs> not, not, not eating? eating. It? It's like I'm just like, dude, I got some chili in the cabinet. Like I'll just pour it out on your food, and he'll just <laughs> eat the whole thing. I'm like, well, shit. Dude, I swear Maybe to God. Maybe try a different brand of it's dog fu- food. It's funny that we're talking about this on the podcast right now because I've always wanted to talk about this, but I never knew how to bring it up. But my dog, I literally have to, like, full transparency. I've been on a kick, by the way. I don't make that. I make good enough money to pay my bills, but I don't have that much money extra. So it's only so easy to save money after, you know, whatever. Especially when you like to eat like I do. Yeah. I like to go do shit. I like to drink beer and I like to eat and I like to be with my family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's all I like. Which to can do. all be expensive things. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I, there was a reason why I was bringing that up. But the. Uh, oh, shit. What were you, we were just talking about something. Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. Link. I want to buy him one of the those, like, uh, wireless, you know. Fences like he can go only go so far from the transmitter kind of ones, like if he's got it on and it'll shock him. But I also don't want to shock him, but I also don't want to get him fixed. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to get him off of the the lead out there. You know I have a I have a cable that wraps around back here, and then I have him on that long ass lead stretched out between those trees out back. And great, good for him. But in the same breath, I don't want him to have to be on that anymore. He's grown. He's lived his life. Like, he's been a good pet. I want him to be able to go and, like, just adventure. So I'm thinking about just getting a chip that I can put not in his skin but on his collar. And I can just be able to look at my phone and see where he's at. Yeah. I mean, you so, don't want him to adventure off too far. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Time. But I do want him to be able to just be free. Like, yeah. I, even if it's his... Ultimately, what I would like for him to do is be able to run out into the yard... Uh, run right here by the street, watch it, make sure there's no cars coming, and then run across and play in that field. Because this is a big-ass open field over here. Like, yeah. whatever. I wanted to be able to go do all of that. And not be confined to the... Right, and even still, if he's not on the chain, I don't really want to have a electric fence, you know, on his neck. I don't want to be shocking him, you know, whatever. But also, I, you know what I'm saying? I want, him to be, I want him to be responsible enough to not go fuck with nobody's stuff, but also be able to go and adventure because there's plenty of open land out here. I don't really, I don't know how you would train a dog in that sense. You can so. at this point. What I should have done is I should have lived here already, and I should have just let him walk around outside until the point where he's, like, begging to come inside all the time. And then eventually he would just know that he has to stay outside. Except for when it's freezing ass cold. Because we still bring him in even when it's freezing ass cold. But, uh, And he could just like get used to it. we got a whole carport right here that we don't even really use. Like I can throw a blanket out there and you know, just drop some grub out there every day. And he would be Gucci. But leave, putting him on those leads and having to switch him back and forth to change scenery. And all that stuff. It's like fuck that. But he's got balls, and he's, like, only four years old, so he's probably ready to go... He's trying to go blow his shit in anything that bleeds. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I can't just, I don't want him to do that because somebody's going to shoot him. If they see him locked up with their dog, you're like, what the fuck? They're like, this is a fucking stray dog piping down my golden retriever, ruining my cycle. Like, why is that such a thing around here? That's like people's like, hey, there's a dog on my hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do is, is kill shoot it. to some bitch. It's like, like kill it. Like, uh, it's like, uh, like, bro, it's like, well, what was the dog doing? It was on my hand. Yeah, like he wasn't doing shit. He was like smelling around your 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 garage where you have a truck that you haven't driven since the nineties. That's my biggest fear, though. My biggest fear is my dog dying for something other than you know some kind of natural causes. It's the reason why I haven't just unhooked this shit and let him ride anyway. It's definitely understandable. I didn't raise him as a free range dog. Yeah, you know, I didn't raise him as a dog that's like fills out the neighborhood. I feel, I feel like at, at this point, though, like if you let him just go roam around, I feel like he would. Like, do you think he would have like enough sense to like watch for cars and things? That's like my. That's I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like I said, I fear that. Or, I mean, most dogs that are well trained. If don't somebody even watch is for on their back so porch well. and they're like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here," for him to like use the the thought to actually leave the, the neighbor's house. You know what I'm saying? Like, say if he goes out to the woods and ends up over there sniffing around like they got puppies or a dog or something, and somebody pops out the back door and says, get the fuck out of there. I know he's not going to be aggressive with them, but, like, I don't want nobody to, like, pepper shoot, you know, bust, uh, uh, spray his ass, like, with, like, shotgun bullets or nothing. You know, like, I don't want him to be getting fucked up by nobody shooting at him for being a dumbass because he doesn't know any better. Right. Like, he really doesn't know. It'd be different if he was just, like, a relentless, like, rabies-spreading, like, hound dog running right. through the street. He's a, a very domesticated German shepherd that can't catch a hint. I have a question for you, though. What's that? If you had to guess, or if you had to predict, give me three reasons why you think a specific candidate will win the election. Three, three, three specific reasons why I think a candidate will win the election. Yeah. It could be the candidate you think is going to win, or it could be so, a candidate you don't think. But I need three reasons that could win the election. I think COVID is going to be top priority COVID response right now. Which is crazy to me. To me, that's nuts, that that would be like the main thing that would seal the deal. But it seems like your, your thought on that is true because well, it is very a popping topic well i mean it's not that far-fetched because it's like it's been so mishandled that it's like yeah you know i mean it's definitely easy to blame that on everybody though yeah. i mean not exclusively the president is what i'm saying oh no i'm not exclusively blaming blaming it on him but, I'll, you know. I'll exclusively say that uh the president didn't help the equation. That's yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that too. <laughs> like, uh, but it's like I always, I always say like you know, I don't, I don't blame him for the virus. Uh, blame some of the poor response efforts on him. But anyway, I don't want to get off on a tangent. We're, <laughs> no, we're, we're talking about a specific that. thing. Uh, I think it, it is troublesome that it has been dealt with the way that it has. But I think COVID's going to be your top thing because. At this point, I think people actually are want people are wanting a, I guess a more centralized plan. Yeah. Um. I think number two. It's probably going to be race relations. 
Yeah. Because, you know, that's, that's been a hot thing this year. Yeah, um, race relations has been a pretty big, pretty big, uh, pretty big thing this year. Thing. Um, three. Let's see. And honestly, dude, I, I think number three, like, believe it or not, I think number three is just going to be, um, not even a political issue. I think it's just going to be temperament. Huh? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. It's like you have to deal with it the way you do. I, I'm, I, I think to myself, you know, I, it's, it's obviously like there's a majority of it that is a popularity contest. Clearly, there, it's pretty easy to sway public opinion because of the fact that it's all about like oh well he looks good or he doesn't and trust me the people who are running presidential campaigns don't know, look good. Well, oh. I, I was going to say they <laughs> they know what the american people want to see and what they want to hear I was going somewhere else with that I'm sorry uh, I thought you were about to say that. trust me the people that are running for president don't look good <laughs> yeah i mean fuck them but, <laughs> but i digress there is something I want to talk to you about before we uh, end up finding our way out of here. Alright, so... <laughs> we're back. We were talking about some things, but now we're talking about something else. So, um, right now, Drew is going to run us through a couple of, uh, a couple of predictions... And I say predictions, I assume they're predictions, but they're also properly analyzed by the proper people. Uh, Drew, you want to tell us what the website is that you're using and uh, kind of what ref what you're using as a reference? Okay, so right now I have 270 to win. Um, I have a blank electoral map open here. Um, on my other side, I've got 538, um, which is a site with all of your polling data and everything so that I can pretty much show my basis of why I'm giving each state the way it is, each state the prediction that I'm giving it. Um, just going to kind of run through this as quick as I can and just kind of fill out, you know, our electoral map and look at the candidates' past to how they could win. Right, right, I got you. Um, I'm more or less just going to start out with, you know, what I see happening. Um, Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of fill in the stakes that, you know, we know. Go ahead. Are going to go, yeah. you know, one way. Like, we're, obviously... We're, we're all listening, I promise. Okay. So, anyway, we all know which way Mississippi is going. Yes. We're going to make it red. You know, Trump is at six electoral votes. I'm going to fill out our red states first. Alabama is for sure going red. Fifteen. Tennessee. Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> um, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa. That is Iowa. Yeah, that is Iowa. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed. I want to pause you for a second. I know you got a couple more that are like shoe ins, but I noticed that you're going all the way around Texas. <laughs> We're gonna discuss that in a few minutes. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm leaving. I figured it would be a bigger talking point. I'm, I'm leaving Texas blank for a reason. We're going to get to Texas. I got you. Like, these are states that are surefire going to um, Trump. Right. Now, which, I mean, there's a strong possibility Texas goes to Trump. But we're going to talk about Texas more. Yeah, I got like, you. Like, I'm just going to fill out what I'm considering safe right now. Not not likely. 
I'm putting Texas likely. I'm just being vocal because the people who are listening <laughs> are not watching yeah, the video. They're, yeah, they're, they're not. They're not seeing this map. <laughs> but, yeah. But they they know what we've said so far: Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, oh. Oklahoma. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oklahoma. Oh man, I, I miss Louisiana. Yeah, we got to throw Louisiana in there. You think Louisiana's gonna go uh, Trump? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I think the New Orleans area, like the city areas, are gonna go um, Biden, but I think like you know your rural counties and everything are gonna outnumber that. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. We got Nebraska. Nebraska going red. Yeah. North Not. North Dakota and South Dakota. Um, Montana. I, I can go through numbers on these, but like these are states that we pr- that we know are going red. Right, sure. I'll, I'll dive deeper into the numbers on like the states that are kind of considered our swing states, or the states that are it's really going to. As long as you, as long as you talk about Florida, Illinois, Chicago, uh, excuse me, Florida, Illinois, New York, and California, then we'll be fine. So you okay? You we mean, can honestly have a deep dive about Seattle too, but. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Washington. Um, so right now I'm, I'm going to fill out our red states that I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're Brad. good, man. That we know are going to go red, and then I'll, um, I'm going to fill in our blue states, and then and then the ones I leave blank are the ones that we'll have more discussion about. And sure, I got you. Do your thing, bro. Um, Alaska's going red. Alaska? Yeah. Yeah. Alaska always goes red. Every election. Believe it or not. Well, they make money off of oil, so... Yeah. <laughs> we got Idaho. You're the what? Huh? That's just the thing. Oh. Oh. Idaho. You're the what? <laughs> you, 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 Idaho. <laughs> um, Kentucky. Indiana. Let's see, what's trying to put? 112... South Carolina, West Virginia. Take me home. <laughs> Take me home, country roses. Um, what else is safe for Trump? All of them are from Biden states right there. Okay, so Trump is basically starting right now. Um, I might I think, be missing something. I think things. they actually say. Take me home, country road, to the place where I belong, West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home. Okay. <laughs> so, back to, back to the future of our nation. <laughs> back to the, yeah, back to the future of our entire society. <laughs> okay, so... Think California's gonna go red. Who? Wait, what? You bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I would die. No, dude. If for that, a, if that second, happened, dude, it would be over. For a, for a second, you're probably get off on my podcast. <laughs> no, I was about to reach over and pause it. I was like, dude, look. If the prediction says red, we need to look into this a little more. No, U- Utah's going red. I forgot to mark Utah. Um, 
Illinois is going blue. Let's see. Virginia's going blue. Not West Virginia, just good old Virginia. New York's going blue. No doubt. Colorado. Washington. Oregon. Massachusetts. Rhode Island. Connecticut. New Jersey. Delaware. <laughs> Maryland. Dude, Pennsylvania's going red. No. Dude. What what does Pennsylvania say right now? Like, what is their what are their odds? We're 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 gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. Okay, I got you. Um, I got you. <laughs> Drew has his way of telling me to shut the fuck up because <laughs> we've got good content coming. Um, Vermont is going blue. New Hampshire is going blue. Maine is going blue. Okay, so that's our safe states. That is our safe states for each candidate. Alright, so it looks like the blue is winning. <laughs> the blue is winning. The blue starts off with an <laughs> yeah. advantage. Okay, so um, I'm going to involve you in a little bit. I mean, I'm going to involve you in this a little bit. Okay. First. So I'll let you pick what state you want to talk about first. Okay, let's talk about uh, Texas. Okay, so Texas, let's go look at the data for Texas. So I'm going to pull it over to 538, and let's look at the polling data for Texas right now. Okay, Trump is slightly ahead of Biden right now in your polling average. This is an average of like all the polls that have been yeah. done since the start of the election cycle. So right now, Trump is ahead 47.7 to Biden's 47.2%. And your average is. <laughs> wow, sounds like it's pretty uh, neck and neck. Um, there's some polls that have come out recently here. It's got them in a dead heat. Um, myself, I don't know how you feel. Like, I, I can't. I can't give Texas to Biden. I'm just not confident enough to do. I feel. I just yeah. feel like, despite what this. I, despite how neck and neck it looks right now, I feel like Trump will. I feel like he's going to win there. I don't feel like he's going to win by as much of a margin as he did in 2016. I, I do think he's going to win, though. Yeah, Texas. And, and Yeah, and ultimately that's all that matters. Texas borderline is like, doesn't give a shit who becomes president <laughs> because they're going to do what they want either way. But I will say that it seems like the majority of Texans are going to vote. That all those electoral electoral college votes are going to go to Trump. Yeah, and I, I agree. I just the reason we're talking about it is I just thought how I just want to say how interesting it is that Texas is starting to shift left some. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. It's something that should be talked about too. I mean, like I mean, the conversation of everybody moving. Um, there's people who have moved from New York, and there's people who have moved from California. And all of them have packed their shit and moved to Texas because Texas is the most free American. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want there. So, um, like before I go ahead and market red, I'm just gonna briefly talk about. Like I know the viewers probably don't care because they can't see this. Sure. But, well, but still, go ahead. Um, but we've got like you know different polls that have been done like over the past several days. 
Um, what this is is the pollster's rating. Like this one's a D minus, which means that they're not that reliable of a pollster. Like in the past, their poles have been kind of off. Yeah. So you've got one that's got Biden up for I mean, Trump up four points. That was done yesterday. Another poll that was done in another sample set has Biden up one point. So that's why they're yeah. a D rated pollster. You've got Morning Consult that's got Biden up by one point. Quinna, yeah, Quinnipiac University, which has Biden up, or no, they've got them tied. Um, Trump plus five. But anyway, you kind of see how that works. Sure. Um, but I want to go back over here. My personal opinion. Texas is could be heading blue, maybe in the but, next four years. But it's a safe bet. But red, this red, year, red is this a safe year, bet. Th- yeah. th- this year we're going red. Okay, well, what what's next? <laughs> we could do Florida. Florida. Florida has done a really good job at embracing the not give a fuck attitude. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest. I mean, they ha- they have kept their beaches open for most of the summer, and you know, I mean, they've had huge events there. Yeah, and they've also had a lot of COVID there. They've had a lot of COVID. <laughs> they've had a lot of COVID there, but they've only had so much death there. I mean, they've had a lot, but we've all had a lot over the course of time. But for them to have Miami and to have all these beach towns, like, and them have the death they have, I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it's okay because people died, but in the same breath, it's like, well, a lot of people did really well, and the, they are not struggling to pay their uh, bills in Florida because everybody is staying at work. But nonetheless, there's been a lot of people die in Florida. <laughs> yeah, but so. Anyway, back to... Back to the back to the poll. Like right now, Biden has a two point four point advantage. Like this is your averages. Yeah. Like this isn't just one poll. This is like averages. Um, we scroll down. These were added yesterday. They really need to just get Survey Monkey off of here, cause (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trusting anything from a D rate. Um. St. Pete Poles has Biden up by a plus two. They are a C-rated pollster. Um, Rasmussen. I can never remember how to say their Rasm- name. Rasmussen. Rasmussen. That's the one. That's the one. That's the pollster that Trump always cites for yeah. everything. Yeah, well, and then you can see. They're always leaning towards. They're him. always leaning towards him. It's like there's no secret. Um, that's what Ben Shapiro and them used to. They'll be like, "Oh, Rasmussen says," and uh, Tim Pool. The um, guys who were pulling for uh, Trump. Morning Consult, which is a B slash C rated poster. I guess they can't decide how much of rating yeah. is. They have Biden up seven. Um, October twenty first. You know all of these B rated posters. They've all got Biden up. They've got Biden up. So, me personally, I think Biden will win Florida by a slight margin. Slight margin. I don't think so, but I, I'm cool with you putting it on the list. But I don't think he's gonna win. There's no way. There's no way, dude. All these fucking rich cocksuckers out there in Florida, they're going to find a way for Florida to be red. Well, you know, Florida tends to swing, though. Like I know, I know it's, it's a swing weird. state, but I'm saying like this year because they have 
because they have, I mean, honestly, it's their governor's fault. It has nothing to do with Trump. All the other stuff, I mean, it doesn't have to do with Trump either when it comes to, like, opening your shit. Florida took the risk, and it's paid off to be more worth it than it was, you know. We'll probably see a documentary in, like, two or three years, and it's going to be, like, all the people who died in Florida during the COVID-19 when they <laughs> decided, you know, so something <laughs> yeah. like that. But for now, it's working for them, and they're pushing it, like, to the free world to be great. So, and there's apparently a huge Hispanic community down there that's, like, diehard Donald Trump. Yeah. But there's, like, you know, there's a large portion of, like, senior voters there now that are, like, anti-Trump because of, um, I forgot what it was. It's something. Uh, him being Trump? Like, something <laughs> I'm talking about, like, seeing, like, old people, like, there was something he was going to do that would, like, take money out of Social Security or something that they're not happy about. Uh, I'm going to, for, for now, for now, like, just for the sake of this, I'm going to put it blue for a little oh, bit. I got you. But... It, it, it could go either way. Like, I'm not saying I'm 100% confident. It's well, who's next? Are we going to go to Georgia? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're going to Georgia. Because Georgia's leaning pretty pretty red right now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Biden is up in Georgia right now by 0.3 points on polling averages. Now, one thing I forgot to mention, which is actually very important, is that most polls have a 3 to 5% margin of error, which means yeah, they sample another. I personally think that you're going to have... I, 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 this might sound shitty, but I look at it to the extent of you have less people who are going to be on the right that are filling out polls. Yeah. So, like, so I always think that it's like people who are... are you're going to... Your test pool is going to be filled with more people who lean left than more the so yeah, than and, lean right. And that's possible, but you know, in the but I mean, even if you look back to twenty sixteen, uh, the polls weren't necessarily wrong. Even though Hillary did win, like on the state by state basis, there was only one poll. There was only one state. I don't remember which one it was, but that that was actually outside of the margin of error, which is I still find interesting. Dude, I think this. I hope this election is like way different than the last one. Like, I hope it's so far. Like, I really do want someone to blow the other one out the water. Um, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> so, there, why a survey monkey at the top of everything? <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not believing. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a Trump fan, but I'm, I'm like, I'm not believing in Democratic pollster. It says Biden is up six points in Georgia. Oh my God, what? I can believe some closer ones, though. So here's some, like, this kind of shows how close it is in Georgia right now. Landmark Communications, Trump up four, Opinion Insight. These are B and A rated posters. Biden up four. So you can kind of see why it's so neck and neck because you've got polls that are, like, swinging every which way. Yeah. Um, Myself, I want to close that up. I'm putting Georgia in the red column. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of seems the case, which is wild. Um, Nevada. <coughs> Nevada's going red, dude. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Nevada typically always goes blue, I think. That's wild. 
Yeah, Bob's oh up like Bob's up by like six points there. That's crazy. Two suit Laker polling averages are like for Bob. I want to see what Chicago. Uh, excuse me, what California looks like. California. Yeah, what does the separation look like in California? Oh, you want to look, peep at that real quick? Yeah, because I mean I know California's <laughs> going blue, but like how far? <laughs> like very blue. <laughs> Uh, I Colorado. I mean, shit. It looks like there's a lot of separation there, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, and that's believable, too. It's probably just scroll down a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that definitely makes sense. It might not be by... I bet that margin is nowhere nowhere I mean, else I, in the country. I think based off of what we just looked at, though, it, it, it's safe to call Nevada Blue right now, right? Yeah. And uh, we're going to, um, when I get done with this, we're going to talk some more about Florida. Because I just want to show you something. Yeah, uh, I just want to go ahead and let you guys know that uh, we've been putting together a map, a digital map on uh, Drew's tablet. And it basically is telling us how many electoral college bullshits you need to win the uh, election. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not guiding this along. No, correctly. you're good. I'm just, that's why I'm explaining it. This is also a good reason for us to have this at the end of the podcast. So if somebody decides to check out, at least they decide to check out now after we talked about stuff for an entire hour. So, oh, I forgot to fill in how why I always goes blue, like every year. Um, I mean, it makes sense. So, that's where all the tech giants go and stay for the weekend. Minnesota is going blue. You think so? They went blue in 2016 for Hillary. I mean, they'll probably go blue again this time, too. But I'm just thinking it's crazy because of what all's ha- transpired this year there. I feel like everyone would be voting red. <laughs> I thought that was Minnesota for a second. I was like, not that. That was <laughs> separation in Minnesota. I see. Biden's up eight points. You, you can see the separation in these polls here. Yeah. Most of them outside of the marginal area. I think it's okay to call Minnesota safe. Keep in mind, you need 270 electoral votes to win. Like right now, it's 257 to 186. Um, what? Those, both those border countries, or border states are going to be Trump. Which ones? Arizona? Those two right there. I'm telling you, they'll be Trump because they're borderland. Let's go talk. Let's talk about Arizona real quick before I fill in the rest of the. Um... <clears throat> I'm down. Biden's actually up in Arizona right now, polling wise. Yeah, small. I'm telling. I'm telling you, I don't know what those polls are telling you, but Trump is going to win anywhere there's a border town, except for California. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, I could be wrong, too. But, I'm going to tell you why, I think. Tell you, I'm going to give you my reason. Like, outside of polls, like, why I think Arizona will go blue. Um, you know, like, Senator uh, John McCain was from Arizona. You know, he's actually, like, very popular there. 
Yeah, I don't know. Damn, I know he's from Arizona. Yeah, and so uh, they probably really hate Trump then. <laughs> so like his um like Trump's attacks towards him has like really like turned a lot of Arizonans. Off. <laughs> so you got and John McCain's wife just came out and endorsed Biden. <laughs> uh, yeah, good point. So I, I'm going to call Arizona. I could be wrong. Though. Like for the viewers out there, like don't think I'm some kind of expert. This is really just me. Like, yeah, no, I, this is our this is us practicing uh, doing research online. I mean, we're just kind of like like reading it and watching it. As so it like, goes. if I'm wrong, I don't want like a bunch of people in my inbox like, ah, Maggie, you said Biden was going to win. Like, okay, if I did, I was wrong. But. But for that reason, I'm sending Arizona blue. I think New Mexico is typically viable. Dude, you might be a little too optimistic about some of these states, dude. Well, even if I am, um, we're going to go back and flip some of them at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, just so I can like show you like something. Um Dude, Biden's up 12 points in New Mexico right now. I want to see what... I want to see what New Mexico voted in 2016 real quick. Dude, Hillary, Hillary blew out Trump uh, 8 points there in 2016. So I, 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 can't, I can't give New Mexico to... Um, I can't give New Mexico to Trump. Cause look, I mean, look, Hillary beat Trump by like over eight points there, twenty sixteen. Who's that guy on the far right? That's Gary Johnson, Libertarian candidate. He looks so weird in that picture. Yeah, like, almost ten percent of the vote there. That's where he's from. Oh yeah. Or that, that was that, like makes his, sense. that was like his spot. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's kind of sad that he only got 10% of the vote, though. Dude, I don't think this is... I don't think... There's no way that this is going to turn out as blue as we think it is. There's no way. Maybe not. Dude, I wish... You wish it would be this big? Yeah, I do. Like, I wish it would be... I wish it would be this big of a margin. I, I really just wish it would be a bunch of votes for one candidate. But I don't see it being a bunch of votes for Joe Biden. Like, Joe Biden's not going to win by a landslide. <laughs> but I could easily see Trump, because people aren't just lining up to come out and say, I'm a diehard Trump supporter. You know, what I'm I mean, fuck Donald Trump. I mean, I, I feel totally 100% down with that clown. But in the same breath, like... I don't. Th I think there's a lot of people who are going to vote for him because they think he's going to keep them safe. It, it's possible. I don't really see it though. Um, I mean, I would like to think people are aware that they can keep themselves safe um, from a, a, a an enemy that doesn't exist. I'm I'm giving um North Carolina blue too. So. Right now, Joe Biden's already won on this, <laughs> but we're gonna go back and flip some of this, like for the sake of like why I'm so confident in Biden winning. 
I think Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania are all strong blooded states. I think I don't think I don't think Pennsylvania is a strong Biden state. I think Pennsylvania is going to vote for You know you know Biden's from Pennsylvania, right? Hmm? You know he's from Pennsylvania. Who? Biden. I don't think he's gonna win. You don't? No. Because Pennsylvania also makes a lot of fucking money from the oil field. And he this man straight up said that he was going to uh replace oil. Now mind you I am a I am of the same school of thought that that's a great idea. A hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I I like the idea of us having renewable and sustainable energy. I'm totally down with that. But I'm also aware of what people are not down with, and that's people who are already in the lower margins of society because the oil field is not what it used to be. Yeah. So those people are not going to vote for Joe Biden if they're trying to say that... There's a, there's a lot more industries there than just all of those two. I agree. So. I mean, you're right. But in the same breath, yeah. that affects the overall. I don't I don't think that he's going to win Pennsylvania. You know, I'm, I'm giving him Wisconsin and Michigan for sure, though. Um, Biden is actually winning slightly in Ohio right now. I just... My good instinct tells me Trump's taking Ohio, though. I think it's hard to to figure out because I think honestly I think that the poll like I don't think that you have as many red people pulling for polls like they're not they're not investing their time in polls. Do you know how crazy it would be if that's how? Do you actually think that that's how that's going to play out? Well, I think this is the best case scenario for Joe Bob. Sure. That's fair. But it's not. I don't think it's that far fetched. It's also crazy because it looks like there's so much more red than there is blue, but the blue is like winning. Oh, it's more weight than yeah. Like <laughs> um, I'm gonna put Pennsylvania blue right now. Let's go. Let's go look at the polling in Pennsylvania because I'm curious to see where it is like a few days after the whole comment. How recently does this update? He's still up for a point. Damn, see, that's nuts. And that's, yeah, oh, that's survey monkey paws. We'll just go back to the 23rd, which was yesterday. Up seven on an A-rated poster. Up five on some BNC. So. Okay, so now this is completely filled out. Um, Let's go back to some of the states that you said you think are going red. Do you think Florida's flipping red? I think Florida's going to be red, yes. All right. Give me an example of like other states that you're sure are going there. Let's see. Uh, who else do we have on here? I'm sure I contested someone. Arizona. Arizona, and I think Arizona is a uh, a swing state for sure. So, but I would say they're probably going to go red. I think all the swing states are going to go red. I think Pennsylvania. You think every swing state's going red. Uh, yes, you might as well go back to Pennsylvania right there. You did at the end. I think Pennsylvania is going to go red. hard to believe that's not enough but i also did say that i think that those other two uh neighboring new mexico is going to go red if new mexico goes red then that 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 that, that puts us out of the talk no we're we're fucked we're fucked either way because (laughs) if 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 it goes like that we're going straight to civil war (laughs) it's half and half We are doomed. Everyone's going to kill each other. We do not need this. 
<laughs> you know, it's, look at how crazy that is, though. It literally looks like the whole country, except for a few states, is red. But you have all those little things in the northeast corner. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, like, personally, though, like, I think this little through here, Minnesota through Pennsylvania, I think that's what's going to carry Biden over myself. Dude, Pennsylvania is not going to pull for Biden. They're, I don't think for any reason. Dude, they have raised a lot of hell in Philly in the past couple of months. And they're, all these people are tired of fucking just letting shit run rampant. But in the same breath, dude, like, if Joe Biden does win, I want him to win, like, excruciatingly, like, just, like, bam, just... And, and, and that's a possibility, man. I don't, I don't know. But if he does, I want him to win like that. But I want Trump to win the same way. Like, I, if Trump's going to win, I want him to win and it just seal the deal. I don't want to have this conversation about afterwards, like, oh, we're still waiting on votes. You know, like, I don't want to deal with that. I want to go into next year and, like, try to, you know, secure some shit for my family. <laughs> and not just have to be wondering what's going on. I do want to save, like, what I came up with and, like, keep it for comparison purposes. Do it. Screenshot it. Um. So, I had Florida blue, right? I had Pennsylvania blue. Wish we could get, like, Parker in on this. Like, I know they don't know Parker, but... <laughs> hey. hey, guys. I want to tell y'all something. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Uh, here in the next few minutes, we're going to uh, continue and close out our conversation talking about the uh, states. And I'm glad you guys decided to actually listen this far, those of you who did. And I'm also glad that you uh, listened to the first part of the podcast. But I just wanted to take this moment to tell you that I appreciate it. And once again, happy birthday to Philip Pyatt. Uh, he is the homie. He has been a devout fan and a devout friend of the podcast. One of these days, I'm going to actually get him on the podcast because that'll be awesome. What's up, Philip? Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so currently right now, it looks like uh, the blue states and Biden are winning by how much? It's 329 to 209 in the Electoral College. There's no way, dude. If that happens, that's going to be insane. And that's a seal the deal kind of moment, too. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like, if... I will tell you this much. Um, I'm not saying this is a done deal. Because I could be completely wrong. Sure. I just don't expect... I don't expect all of these polls to be off by that much. I do. I think that... I think that there is a lot less uh, Trump support being shown than what actually exists. But, but I, I will say this much. like In my opinion, like if Trump doesn't get Florida, I don't think he has a clear path to winning. That's a good point. I mean, Florida is a pretty important... I mean, out of all this... What did we say earlier? Uh, Illinois, Florida, California, New York. It's like, you know New York, Illinois, and California are going to be blue. But you don't know that about Florida. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like Florida, Florida is like toss-up. Like I mean, New Florida York. went for Obama, but, you know, then they went for Trump, and then I think they went for Bush in 04. 
Yeah. So, Florida what, just kind of... What if you change Florida to red real quick? Like right now? Yeah. And change nothing else? Yeah. Just for the sake of... That's 238 to 300. Damn. So, it still loses. And then we could give him Arizona. It's still 289 to 249. <laughs> and then, see, what we, we could even... No, we... <laughs> We can't take Pennsylvania away. It goes back to Civil War. That's Civil War. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> okay, so we could, we could take... Dude, Civil War is happening, bro. You know that's exactly... We, we, could, we could take Michigan away and it's still... Yeah, no, yeah, it's still close enough. But they don't. Nobody respects Michigan anyway. Dude, we, we're going to go to Civil War. But... Anyway, I'm I'm done with this. I'm gonna fill I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill that back out later for my own uses. So who do you think's gonna win? The election? Yeah. <laughs> I've got Biden winning. Yeah, by by statistics. Um. Maybe not by quite that large of a margin, but it's like a reason I'm gonna say he's like winning is things would things would have to be off by a lot because right now he's got a lot of cushion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of stuff to play on. They got a whole week too. Like they, can, you know, they can they can switch it up, change people up. The vast majority of people voting are gonna vote on voting day. You know, like most people aren't sending their. I don't know. There's been a lot of early voting this year, though, already. Played. Yeah, but in comparison, I mean, there's going to be so many more people voting in person. But there have been a lot of votes for Trump. So it will be pretty interesting to see. Nonetheless, I want to uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode, and thank you for hanging out to this uh, this after-hours aspect of the podcast. It's kind of nice. Uh, I might make it a thing, you know, do a whole hour of chilling with the person that's on the podcast and then have us getting buck nasty for the second half. And once my internet gets hot fire, I'll just live stream the second half of the podcast. It'll be nice. We can do Q&As. Nonetheless, I appreciate it. And Drew, tell them how they can find you on social media. Um, I'm just Drew Reagan on Facebook. Um. Instagram, DReagan96, YouTube, Real Drew Reagan. Spell those, because Reagan, they might not know how to spell Reagan. Okay, any Reagans are R-E-A-G-A-N, like the president. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it, boy, it's like the fucking president. (laughs) Raise hell and praise Dale. Nonetheless, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, thank you for... Letting me try out some new things. This is kind of like a test run, but it's also a good episode to have. So, uh, next weekend, don't forget when it comes out, you've got to share it. Don't forget when my music comes out, you got to share it. Don't forget that Sharon was Ozzy Osbourne's wife. I appreciate you for listening. This has been Organic Poison Six in the South episode. Something I cannot remember.